Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I'm speaking with Disney bride Alyssa Tapia about her wedding pavilion ceremony and her reception at the Grand Floridian Ballrooms 6 through 9 and a welcome party at Harambe Marketplace in Animal Kingdom. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose all these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Alyssa. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Me and my husband are. And so I've been personally to Disney maybe like 25 times. And throughout my time of just dating my my husband, he's gone with me about five or six times now to Disney World. And so we knew we wanted to have a destination wedding. And we both kind of just throughout the idea of having a Disney World wedding. And it was something we really wanted our family and friends to experience. And we're like, let's just have a Disney wedding. And we were like, we want it to be magical and everything. So that's kind of how we landed on Disney World was just, we just enjoy going so much that we wanted to share it with our friends and family. That's wonderful. How did they react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? A few of them were hesitant. A lot of them were first timers. I would say maybe about 95% of my guests were first time to Disney. So it was something new. Some of them were really, really excited because it was a chance for them to go have a trip and go to a Disney wedding at the same time. Some of them were like a little hesitant on the whole process of how to do it and stuff. So I did have some tutorial lessons of how to do the Disney experience app and just giving little icebreakers and stuff like that. But throughout the process, everyone started getting more excited and seeing that you know, they were going to get to go to Disney and go to our wedding. So it was really cool. That's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited around 120 guests. We ended up having 90 come out. So it was still a pretty good size. I was able to say hi to everyone, enjoy everything. I feel like we had a couple people drop out last minute, like the week of, I would say about five people just because of schedule changes or work didn't let them off, that kind of thing. So we ended up having around 90 people and it was a great guest size, I would say, and really fun group. That's great to hear. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. We decided to do a deluxe, a moderate, and a value resort. So we did Grand Floridian, which was where our wedding was at. And then we chose for our moderate, the Caribbean Beach. And then for our value, we did Pop Century. Surprisingly, I would say a lot of our guests chose to do the Grand Floridian and the value resort. No one really did our moderate, um, which was the Caribbean Beach. So I would say it was pretty good. We actually went over our numbers for our room blocks. We ended up selling out of our room blocks. Everyone pretty much used our room blocks. So it was actually a really good choice that we decided to do it. And it just made it easier for us on the long run with like transportation and stuff like that and just coordinating stuff. So room blocks, I would highly recommend. Got it. 
Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? So I know we, we really wanted it to be on a Saturday just for like traveling purposes and stuff. We ended up getting 11-11 as our wedding date, which that was also like a, a cool date that we really wanted to shoot for. And I actually, me and my husband, we both played collegiate sports. So he played baseball. I played soccer. And a lot of our guests were actually still playing still for our university. So we really wanted to choose a date where we knew everyone was kind of off from sports and that they would have a chance to come to the wedding if they could. So we just felt like 11-11 was like a perfect time frame and we gave everyone as much notice as possible just so they can make arrangements and plan on it. And then regarding the time, we originally wanted the 5 p.m. at the wedding's pavilion, but we ended up getting 7 o'clock, and I actually loved it so much more. It worked out really, really well, and that's what we got, and ended up literally being perfect. (laughs) How did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? So I know we kind of like jumped around. We didn't know if we wanted to have it at Animal Kingdom or if we wanted to try to do magic kingdom but in the end we really fell in love with the wedding pavilion and the look of it and just kind of how we could have the reception at one place we could have cocktail hour there and we could have our ceremony so it just kind of seemed more convenient too and we just loved the location of the grand floridian got it did you guys use outside vendors for your event yes actually we relied heavily on our outside vendors pretty much everything we had an outside vendor for. So we used Kate Olivia Films. She was fantastic. She captured our our wedding beautifully. She was our videographer. Curate Entertainment, we did DJ Malik. He was fantastic. Bluegrass, Chic Floral, they did amazing on all the wedding flowers for the reception since they couldn't do inside the ceremony space. Kiss and Makeup Orlando did my hair and makeup literally the best my makeup and hair has ever looked before. We used Carol and Allen for our steaming services because coming from Texas to Florida, we needed someone to steam everything and they did a great job. Orlando Flower Walls, they did a photo booth for us and a, a backdrop of a flower wall behind our sweetheart table. Let's Dance on It did our dance floor, a light up dance floor it was really, really cool. And then we decided we wanted to swag the, the room, put some drapery So we hired Swag Decor, and it looked amazing. It literally transformed the whole room of the the ballroom. So that was amazing. And then we did Rosebud Calligraphy. She did our invitations and our signs and our seating chart, a chair affair. They did our chairs and linen and stuff like that. It looked beautiful. And then we used Michelle McGowan as our day of planner. So it was literally fantastic. All the vendors did amazing. I wouldn't change any of them. They did everything that I could possibly imagine and more. I was shocked when I saw it all come together. I was like, wow, crazy. It all literally came together perfectly. (laughs) How did you find all your vendors? I really did research on Instagram. And then once I found them on Instagram and just kind of looked for ones that had like a good following, had good pictures of their items and what they did, And then I would look on Google and made sure they had actual reviews and validated that it was good. And then after that, I just messaged them and it all fell through. They responded all great, easy to contact, easy process. So yeah, Instagram was my main way of finding these vendors. Good to know. Okay. How did you choose your officiant? 
So our wedding officiant actually was our academic advisor when we were playing sports. So it was kind of cool. She was Jonathan's advisor for baseball and she was my advisor for soccer. And she just kind of was the perfect middleman, you can say. So it was kind of a no brainer, just kind of having a friend, someone that was I guess someone that connected both of us through our time through college and stuff and was really there. So we were like, why not ask our friend Beth to do it? And so it was a lot of fun choosing her. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? Yeah, we actually did have a lot of entertainment. So one thing that I really wanted for the ceremony was a string quartet. It was beautiful. We also requested if they could play during cocktail hour and they did. We're like, just play Disney music during cocktail hour. So that was pretty cool. I really, really wanted the Cinderella coach, and I'm so glad I did it. I thought that was amazing. Once in a lifetime experience. When I did my second grand entrance with my second dress, we had Minnie and Mickey come out. And we didn't tell any of our guests we were having any of these surprises and stuff. So everyone was shocked. It was a lot of fun. I told Minnie and Mickey, I was like, I want it to be a dance party. I want everyone to be dancing. So that's what we did. And then towards the end of the night, we had Oda Loka come out, and that was booked through Curate Entertainment, and it was an hour of craziness, to say the least. It was so much fun. They got the crowd going, drummers, stilt walkers, um, dancers. It was so much fun. So that was our wedding entertainment, and then we had a few for the welcome party as well. Oh, what did you do at the welcome party? So the welcome party, we had Donald and Daisy come out, and we requested their safari outfits. That was cool. We also had the African Royal Drummers play the whole time. So it was so cool. And they literally made the party go crazy. Uh, everyone was dancing. It was so interactive. Uh, yeah, I like can't get that out of my head. It was so much fun. And then at the end of the night, we also surprised our guests with riding Flight of Passage as our ride mix. And so we really, really wanted that entertainment and experience aspect. So that's why we did so much. It was just like we wanted to be like, the wow factor. And it, it really was wow. I was amazed. Like it was so much fun. That's awesome. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend from the welcome party or your reception? Out of talking to everyone at our cocktail hour, we had the mac and cheese bar with Kahlua pork. We geared our menu to be more Polynesian inspired. So we really loved the spirit of Aloha and Ohana. And so we're like, we want our menu to be like that. So the mac and cheese bar, but we threw in that Kahlua pork, threw in that extra wow factor to it. Everyone wouldn't stop talking about how many cups they had to get of the mac and cheese. The beef skewers were amazing. That was another fan favorite. And at the welcome party, we had the cheddar soup with pretzels. And so that was really good. And we had the the donuts flambe was another hit as well. So those were the top recommendations. And regarding cake, we decided not even to do cake. We wanted to do a dessert bar and have like ice cream. And because we were going for the Ohana feel, we did the banana bread pudding and stuff. So that's what we did instead of cake. And I'm happy we did that. That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? So the wedding day was pretty cool. So at 730, we kind of had we had fishing booked for our groomsmen to go fishing with Jonathan. So that was pretty cool. We rented out three boats and they all went fishing in the morning while the girls were getting ready for um, doing their hair and makeup. So our hair and makeup started at 630 in the morning for a 730 p.m. wedding. So it was crazy. But I really wanted 
to knock out photos, our first look beforehand and stuff. So we started our photography around two o'clock and we had our first look around five. And after five o'clock, then we did our wedding photos with like our bridal portraits and bridal party and family pictures. So we knocked that out. And then I got onto the Cinderella carriage over at the convention center and it took me over to the ceremony that started at 730. And then our cocktail was from 830 to 930 in the Whitehall patio. And then from 930 to 130 was the party, our reception. And we had Minnie and Mickey come out for 30 minutes and dance with our guests. And then we had Oda Loka come out at around 11.30 p.m. And for 11.30 to 12.30, they were there just making the party fun and crazy. So that was kind of the timeline of the day. And then after that, I lost my voice. I was having so much fun. I couldn't walk the next day. I was so <laughs> sore. My hair was all knotted up. My crown in my hair was stuck in my head. It was literally like the best day ever. It was crazy. <laughs> Tell me you didn't have a park portrait session scheduled the next day. (laughs) Oh, no. But for some reason, I decided to schedule drink around the world with our guests. So I I thought by 7 p.m. the next day, I'd be good. But um, yeah, I was I needed a full day to recover after the wedding. I'm telling you, like, it was crazy. It was so much fun. But um, yeah, I lost my voice midway through the reception. I'm like, this is how you know you're having the best time of your life. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So most important would be the entertainment and experience. And then I would say food would be our third most important thing. I told myself and Jonathan, we decided that if we're going to make our families and friends go from Texas and California and everywhere to come to our wedding, we want it to be where it was an experience for them and that they really felt like we just wanted to give them the Disney experience that we get to experience when we go all the time. So we're like, if we're going to make people come out here, we want to have that wow factor. So that's why we had so many special surprises. I'm telling you, like we had Donald and Daisy come out and the drummers and, and then Minnie and Mickey and Cinderella's coach. And it was just, wow. Like everyone was just, they were kept asking who's coming out next. Like it was just such a, It was a mystery for them, but for us, we were giggling inside because we knew what was coming and we were excited to show them. So we really, really wanted that entertainment. One thing we did before our welcome party was we actually had Hoop-dee-doo booked as a rehearsal dinner. We didn't have the traditional sit down, that kind of thing. Again, we wanted an experience. So me and Jonathan really love going to Hoop-dee-doo. We enjoy it. We think it's fun. Um, so 60 days out, we were able to book it for 50 people, just our wedding party. So it was our treat to them. We thought it was perfect because it's all you can eat and drink and it's a show and it's fun. And I got called up onto the stage to do some dancing and it was just so much fun. Like, and that's really what we wanted was just that interactive wedding. And yeah, it was just everything you can think of. We just try to make it an experience. How did you decide to add dancers to the reception? You don't see that very often. Our DJ Curate Entertainment, they had a bunch of add-ins that you could add. And one of them that really stuck out was the Otoloka. They come in for an hour and they're just supposed to make your wedding crazy. And that's kind of what we wanted. When I hired DJ Malik, I was like, okay, he's 
the top guy and I wanted it to be a party. Mainly our crowd was, of course, family, but mainly college students. So I wanted it to feel like a party. And so we were like, what better idea than hiring these dancers to come out and surprise them, these drummers. And it was literally worth it. They had everyone on the dance floor. At one point of the night, we had a dance off and the the guys were like crawling on the ground, like matching the dancers because we were having a dance off. And it was just the funniest thing ever. But yeah, like dancers were perfect. It got the energy going the whole night. (laughs) That's wonderful. Were there any aspects that were less important where you maybe saved your money or just your effort? So thinking about it, I was so stressed out with like the wedding pavilion. Like, how do I decorate it? Like, what do I need to add? And, and at the end of the day, I told myself, I got to see it when I went and did my, like in June, we came out to Disney to just to kind of do a walkthrough and see everything, cake tasting, food tasting, everything. And I saw it in person. I'm like, it's beautiful. Like it really doesn't need anything. And that's kind of where I was like, I could save some money there, not go so crazy with my decor, throw some candles in the front because it's going to be nighttime and really romantic. So I decided not to do any decorations there. One other thing that really didn't need decorations was the welcome party. I was so stressed out, like, how do I decorate this space? And it was just adding up. And it was like, I could cut that out. And when I ended up going to the party, I was like, I didn't need little candles in the middle of every table. Like, I didn't even notice it. You know, it was more the environment, the entertainment, the people that I focused on and the food. So it was like, I could have saved on the candles at the welcome party. So yeah, those were the kind of things that I was like stressing out about that I didn't really need to. It was just extra. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Honestly, when I think about it, my videographer captured the day so perfectly and highlighted all the little pieces that when I watch it, I'm like, oh, I love that moment. I love that moment. So it's kind of hard to focus on my favorite memory because literally the whole day, I just think about it in my head all the time, like how perfect it was. When we were getting married and exchanging our vows, there was fireworks going off in the background. Like it was so magical. And we did our send off and went out to picture point on the side of the building and more fireworks were going off. So it was just like the perfect day. And I was a little worried in the morning, like it rained and I was like, oh my gosh. But you know, they said it's good luck. So I was like, okay, I'll take the good luck. But when we did our first look, I'm telling you, there was a beautiful rainbow just right in the sky in our first look. And I was like, wow, like, it's like magical fairy tale here. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) So yeah, it was just all of it was my favorite memory. That's awesome. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I would say one thing. So I would say Michelle did a fantastic job with like hiding the stuff that honestly, I don't even know what went wrong or if something did go wrong, because she did a great job of doing what she was supposed to do. But the only part on my end that I noticed that went wrong was when we did the carriage ride, I wanted to have a send off so we could come back and take our pictures with the the horses and the carriage, you know. So we did our send off through the bridge. We get on the, the carriage and during that time, everyone's supposed to go to cocktail hour. And then me and Jonathan would like loop around. They said a big circle and then like come back and then everyone would be gone and take pictures. Right. So we start doing our circle and I didn't realize it. It was just the little loop right there. So we did the tiniest circle and all of our guests were still standing there. 
And I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to leave? Like, where's the horses taking us, you know? Um, <laughs> they didn't take us very far. I'm telling you, we just did the little the little circle there. So everyone was just standing there watching us do a circle. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And we came back, and everyone was standing there. And I unloaded the carriage again. And then we started taking pictures, and everyone was still there watching. And in my head, I'm like, I wanted everyone to go. You know what I mean? But I thought we were going to go farther the carriage literally took us just around by France, the little studio and back like that was it. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So that was like the only thing that really went wrong was just, I didn't understand how far the distance they were taking us. I guess I thought it was going to be like a little five minute walk or something. And they bring us back or, but yeah, that was really the only thing that like kind of fell through. I was like, dang, I, I didn't even think about it. I thought it was, it was going to be enough time for them to leave, but it wasn't. Interesting. Okay. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be a big deal? Oh, a big one that I would say was I was so stressed out. I was like, do I need transportation to take my guests to the ballrooms? Because I kept reading on Facebook, like everyone was like, oh, you need a bus. Some people are like, you could just walk it. So I was just like, I didn't know what I should do. Because I know everyone's in heels. It's a long night, that kind of thing. But it ended up, I, I didn't even need it. No one complained about it. It worked out perfectly. I was able to save money there. One thing that we did do at the end of the night was we did have a bus company outside vendor charter up. They were able to come after the wedding around like 1.40ish and pick all our guests up who stayed in our room block and take them back to their rooms. That was one thing we really, really wanted because we knew it was late in the evening. Everyone had a few drinks. We wanted them to get back safely. So we had that transportation on the way out. And so I was glad I did that instead of wasting the money just to drive them two minutes to the ballrooms, if that makes sense. Right. I wonder if that's why they were still hanging around after the carriage came back, because they weren't being herded onto a bus like they normally do. So... None of my guests knew that we were going to have a bus. So when they arrived for the wedding, there was no bus. They arrived on their own because transportation was running normal. They could get there on their own. So everyone just arrived. And so the way they got there was the way they got there. So none of my guests knew that there was going to be any buses the whole night. I didn't end up putting it on my wedding website. I didn't say anything. It was just more like complimentary at the end of the night. So I really think that they were just watching for the horse thing. I think they were just watching us. And before you knew it, we were already heading back. And so none of them cleared way. And I wish someone would have been like, hey, everyone, let's go to cocktail hour, you know, like and started the journey. But they didn't. They just stood there. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would have cut out on the decorations for the welcome party. I would have asked someone to just shoo everyone away from the carriage send off just so it was that but honestly other than that like there was nothing that really went wrong the whole day that's wonderful do you have any other tips or advice for future disney couples i would say book the dj book the videographer the dj really did set the tone for us um everyone kept talking about how good of a dj he was and i can't get over it he was amazing my videographer my pictures i'm like those are the memories like even to this day, I sometimes catch myself just watching the video that Kate Olivia made for us. I was like, it's so perfect. And our wedding pictures from Kristen Weaver, perfect. Like, 
I really think investing into that because that's what you get to look back on. I would say my trust your wedding planner, your Disney wedding planner. I had Karen and she was amazing. Karen Surrett. I actually got to see her at the wedding. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the person I've been emailing and had a Zoom call with. But I know it's hard for some brides just to trust your planner and you know, you don't get to see everything behind the scenes, but they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and they're doing everything to execute your vision. And Karen did amazing. Like, and I was so excited to meet her. I was like, I really want to meet my wedding planner. Um, so she did great. I would say one of the biggest hits at our wedding was the celebrate app. All of our guests were able to upload any videos, any pictures to this wedding album on and on an app. And I'm telling you, I'm able to look at every single photo, every single video and look back on it and all my guests can see it too. So it was really cool. Everyone was uploading pictures from their vacation, from the wedding day. The guys were uploading pictures that they were fishing. That app, I'm telling you, was amazing. It was like so convenient that I didn't have people blowing up my phone. People were just uploading it to this app. So I recommend the Celebrate app. And then I would say create a wedding website. I didn't have many people asking me questions. I made my wedding website so detailed that they didn't even have any questions. Everyone was able to locate where they needed to go, knew the timing of stuff. So those would be my tips and tricks. That's great advice. Well, Alyssa, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs> 